Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi guys, uh, thank you for letting me have a week off. Uh, don't know if uh, anyone saw, um, but I end up having a really bad day with my tics, um, end up buckling my knee um, and really hurting myself. As well as that, it was also my birthday uh, on the 19th. So um, yeah, I just decided to have a week off. Um, so yeah, uh, here is part two of my chat with Tiffany. Uh, thank you very much. Cheers. This podcast is partnered with Downcast Apparel, tattoo-inspired, eco-friendly clothing. They have a sale on right now and you can get pieces from as little as £1. I actually own some Downcast Apparel clothing myself, uh, as well as some badges, and I just can't recommend them enough. You can find them on Instagram at Downcast Apparel or on their website, www.downcastapparel.com. Welcome to the Tourette's podcast. I'm Tara and I may or may not have Tourette's. In September 2020, I developed vocal and motor tics after an emotional trigger. So now I'm undergoing referrals to see what is happening in my brain. Each episode, I'll be speaking to a guest as we discuss mental health, Tourette's and everything in between. Warning, this will most likely contain swearing and discussions about sensitive topics. Yes. So basically, the thing that they found that was common in all of them, which I think is crazy, there were a couple things, but the one that I found that was most interesting, because I love people, mm. is community. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing is your connection with people um, can extend your, your they, lifespan, basically. Sorry, so like, is it, is it um, massive, like with family? They're very family oriented, right? Yeah, family and, and just community in general. Yeah, okay. uh, so not even if you're, you know, so I don't want people to think that, they, that you know, maybe their family sucks. You know what I mean? Like maybe your family doesn't accept you. Maybe yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? So make your family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have a friend in uh, Australia that uh, her family was not the best to her and she decided she was going to find her family. Um, and she just traveled across the United States and she's one of my best friends. I haven't seen her in a while cause she couldn't get her visa got messed up a couple years ago. And, um, but she decided to come to the United States and uh, Canada and, um, you know, all different places. And she decided to make her own family. Mm-hmm. So that's a, also an option, basically just creating, uh, you know, your unit and it doesn't have to be big, but basically having people that support you and people around you, people are the, 
main source of, of happiness, having a community. And I think that that's so important. And for me, for the longest time, it's hard because I'm an introvert. So I'm like, leave me alone. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to recharge and sleep for 20 hours, like yeah. we said. But um, it, it is so important for me, especially uh, having a new community now with the yoga community. I met so many girls that it's just so nice to, to have people that are like-minded and that, that understand you. Yeah. And then that's what I felt with y'all with like the glitzers. We were always there for each other and we yeah. always, we all understood the same. Yeah. We all had the same purpose and the same goal. Yeah. That's what you I know? said to you as here last night. I was literally just like, it's so bizarre because you know, you'd you, you, all these people from all over the world <laughs> that we'd never met face to face. And well, not all of us, but yeah, I'd met a couple, you'd obviously met a couple of people, whatever. But, like, we'd all never been in the same room together, yet I yeah. knew for a fact that I could get home and be like, right, I've had a tough day, I'm going to message so-and-so, or I'm just going to message everyone and just kind of be like, yo, what's up, like, blah, blah, you know, and or, like, do you know what I mean? It's just such a nice thing to have, um, which goes on to what I actually wanted to start, what to ask you, one of the questions, um, is about, you know, the people and the support you have around you. Um, so, like, you, you know you said that you just recently got diagnosed with BPD, right? Um, BPD, I was never officially diagnosed with BPD. Um, yeah. my sister, kind, my sister's a doctor and she kind of told me that I have a BPD, but yeah. I, I, I self, mostly self-diagnosed with BPD a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I, I super related to Sylvia Plath since high school. So right. that's how, you know, friends, if you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you think that Sylvia was you in a past life, um, she a hundred percent had borderline, and um, I related to her a lot, and I kind of self diagnosed a long time ago. But my sister told me a couple years ago she knew I had BPD since I was like a teenager. She said she always knew. Um, bipolar, she said she didn't know till last year. But um, but yeah. Um. um so what was uh... bipolar is what I got diagnosed last year. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So um. So let's go with the diagnose one, like officially, you know, not that they're yeah. any less important, but you know, we're saying yeah. like officially. And what, what, yeah, yeah, along with your whole misdiagnosed thing, is that what it's going along with? No, because no, I no. feel like I, well, yeah, kind okay, of. Go, I was go just ahead. gonna ask. I was just gonna ask, um, like, you know, the the people around you. So like, when you told your dad, or if you did, like, you told your dad, sister, you know, whatever, um was that how did they take it were they supportive um did you even have to do this whole like I've got diagnosed with this duh, or was it just kind of like a you know oh gosh I feel like I've it's so funny because I, I I don't know uh well, I'm like where do I even begin with my family my family is a big one I would like to talk about that that's fine um I feel like I was very detached from my mom and my dad until I was about 14. Mm -hmm. And that's whenever, uh, they, one of my cousins had shown them. Do you remember those like live journal? Like, like, yeah. so I yeah. made this live journal that was mostly me having a bunch of confessions about how I've had a bunch of trauma and I was, um, I could just say I was, um, sexually assaulted I was raped by my cousin uh from six years old so I wrote all of that um I don't mind talking about that I'm pretty open about it I don't like talking about it that's something I still really need to heal from it's it's a it's a thing yeah, sure. but um it's funny because I used to 
be able to talk about it like no big deal and I think that's how you know you're probably not healed from it like because <laughs> yeah, I would it. laugh about it like not laugh but it was just like a no big deal yeah but, like, um, this happened to me whatever no. I got over it don't worry yeah. like yeah yeah I get exactly there. so I think the thing is you need to know it, it was a big deal and it mm-hmm. did rewire my entire brain but um my parents found out about it whenever uh, I'd written about it, and my cousin, I'd shown her, she showed her mom, her mom this showed my same, dad. This is the same cousin that did it, right? No. No, okay. It was, it was a cousin that I was close with. It right. was, it was okay. a, it was one of my best, she Sorry, was my best, yeah, my closest to, friend. Yeah. I, yeah. To, yeah. I had shown her cause she was my closest friend and, um, like my closest cousin and she showed her mom, her mom showed my dad and my dad printed it out. And they read it to me. That was very traumatizing. <laughs> why did you, why, why did it? Yeah. Sorry. Um, um not going to, well, I don't want to say parents, anything negative about yeah. your parents, whatever. No, it's me, okay. That's... Honestly, my parents are amazing, but they didn't, Understand? and they did the best they could. But at, at a young age, I, I, I wouldn't say that it was like a hundred percent what I needed. Like that was awful I, was, I wouldn't stop crying I was just sobbing the entire time I'm talking yeah. like tears flowing like down my the whole time yeah. like why are you crying and I'm like what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. I will say that in the thing in I at the time I put a bunch of this is weird and I don't know if anybody else has ever done this and if you relate to this but I put some lies in there too is the weird thing I said I knew Jessica Simpson and like I said some like weird stuff that wasn't true and I think it made me feel better because I just sprinkled in something that was true and said a bunch of things that weren't true and if somebody found it they might think oh she's lying about all of this and then they'd forget about it I think that that made me feel better about it I don't know how to explain it yeah yeah I, but, get, I kind of get what you mean like it kind of it like softens the blow kind of thing and it probably is also a kind of a denial te- tactic I mean where it's like you're you're lying about it so maybe you know you can kind of obviously it happened to you so you are fully aware of it but maybe adding those lies in can kind of detach it from your reality you can kind of disassociate it from it you know yeah exactly so I think that was another thing they were reading and they were like is this true is this true and this true it was so hard because I'm just like no 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 and finally they said the thing and I said yes that's true (laughs) and they were like okay well you know, what do you want us to do about it? I'm like, nothing. Because at that point it had been, uh, honestly, it was something that went on for several years. And the last time it had happened was only three or four years prior. But I said, you know, nothing. Like, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to do anything. But um, when you're the, that the young, though, as that, well, it seems like such a long time, I suppose, as well. Yeah, like, I was about 14 when they found out. Yeah. And uh, what was crazy is that our relationship was very fractured at the time, but my dad completely changed, just like flipped a switch. And I feel like from then on, and even to this point, he. I, I don't know if this was always for the better for me, but I know that it was something that I needed and something that he needed. Uh, he just babied me and coddled me and enabled me from then on and it probably kept me from growing a little bit and it kept me from healing a little bit but it's what I needed and it made me and my dad my dad's my rock now Mm -hmm. um but it did it it probably was not 
hundred percent what I mean. He knows that now. Um, so if he hears this, like mm-hmm. he knows I probably didn't always need to be as babied as I was, yeah. but I think that that's what they needed to do at the time. Once they yeah. found out, I think that they just felt so guilty. Yeah, of course. And, and I, can, I think yeah, I can even to this day, yeah, even to this day, I think they feel guilty yeah. and that they feel like they can't believe they let that happen to me. Yeah. Um, because I was staying with my, my, my grandma and and he was there and I think that that's the the hardest thing for them is that they feel guilty and I I whenever I went through a suicidal phase whenever I was uh postpartum from Aria Mm -hmm. I tried to kill myself and had to go into you know a mental hospital and I had to tell them my I had to tell Ray my husband at the time my um suicide plan and then I had to tell my parents and my sister and they all cried and that made me feel so awful but like I think all of them minus my sister I think my brother I mean my mom and my um dad just still to this day feel really really guilty about my childhood so um but I am very close with them and they are very um supporting um I think that they are in the again the best way that they can but uh they they're a lot better they're a lot better now, yeah. but, um, my sister is very blunt and very, I don't always like it. <laughs> so, um, it's funny cause her, uh, husband is, I consider one of my best friends and they've been together for, um, 13 years. So I consider him one of my best friends now. And what's so great about Josh is that he'll listen to everything you say and he'll validate everything you say. And that's what I need. Sometimes I don't need somebody to analyze it. I don't need somebody to be blunt, but I know at the end of the day, if I need somebody to tell me the truth and somebody to tell me, Tiffany, you are probably manic right now, or, you know, things like that. If I need that, then I'll go to my sister because she will always tell me the truth. But the good thing about Josh is that he, my brother-in-law is that he, won't do it. He won't judge. He won't do anything. He just loves you regardless. And he'll just let you just talk and talk and talk. Cause he's got anxiety and it was really, really, really hard for him at one point. He conquered it. And I think for him, he knows that sometimes people just need someone to listen. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I think my family has mostly been supportive of everything of my sexuality, of my mental illness, of everything they've been, I've been really lucky with my close core, um, immediate family. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, yeah, I think that's nice to hear because, you know, I, I'm the same. My my family are lovely about it. Like, couldn't be couldn't be better. They kind of just like I don't. Uh, it's. I think this is probably a very English thing, but um, you know, it, it, we we don't really tend to talk about emotions that much. Um, we're very subdued. Very sort of like. How are you? Yes, thank you. I'm fine. How are you? And in in your literally like suicidal. Do you know what I mean that's just that's just yeah. the way it is. What's, um, yeah, I was gonna say what's my. That's kind of how my family is, so yeah. I understand. But they actually, I have made them. I'm very, very, very emotional and very wear my heart on my sleeve, like you said, Facebook. Even like I, I tell everybody everything, and yeah. I think I've made them open up a little more. But yeah. my family's the same way. Very much, you yeah. don't talk about your emotions. Yeah. So growing up, we never did. That's the thing. Yeah, it's kind of like. It, but I think for me as well, it was kind of like this. It wasn't like I wasn't allowed to. I mean. I, I mean I joked about it being like this British thing but like genuinely I felt like 
um, I couldn't express myself. I'm still like it now. Like my friends like will be like, oh, I love you. And I'll be like, oh, thanks. And it like, it just really I, ugh, creeps me out. Like, because obviously no, I love I, them too. Like, obviously. And they know that. Like my friend Natalie, like she like gets, has like a couple of glasses of wine and she's like, you're the best. You're the most precious person in the world. Like, oh, I love you so much. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I love you too. And like, because I just can't yeah. do it. And like, I hope, you know, she's listening, which she probably is. Yeah. Uh, obviously she knows I appreciate her. But like, you know, it's just that sort of like, I, I've never gone this is how I feel this is yeah. I'm, I'm angry right now or I'm upset or I'm happy it's literally I've always just been like suppressed like on the surface yeah. like, everything's fine I, <laughs> yeah. I, I understand I understand what that because my family didn't really say I love you uh growing up ever they never told me they loved me um I and I didn't I'm gonna be honest like a lot of people say oh but I knew they did I didn't know they did yeah. Uh, you know, as a, as a child, that's why I'm so, Ari and I tell each other we love each other all the time. Um, I think it's important, um, even if your parents did your be their best, even if you, you love them and you say, oh, I turned out fine, um, you can probably still do better. You know, yeah. like, so let's heal. I, I think the biggest thing is that uh, some traumas are generational and we carry on that trauma and we give it to our kids and we yeah. say it's fine or I still love my parents, which I, like, I, I would be dead without mine. Like, I legit would, especially my dad. Uh, there's so many times he's legitimately saved my life mm -hmm. and he has done his best, especially the last, you know, 15 years. But, um... I still, as a kid, you know, they didn't tell me they loved me. They didn't hug me. And it sounds silly. They're like, oh, were you not hugged as a kid? No, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot worse than that. I don't want to go into it because I'm not comfortable talking about it. But, um, yeah. and I would never want to make them feel guilty. But as a child, it was a very tumultuous um, relationship with both my parents. And it was very um, rough uh, household that we had until I was about 14. And I think that they both flipped a switch. But um, I, I had a lot of, I don't know, a lot of pain from that. And I think that it's okay. And you saying that about your dad too is, or about your family, you don't feel okay with it. I think that we need to know that simultaneously we love our parents and we know that they did their best, but we could also say that that's not what we needed or we deserved something different yeah. or, yeah. you know, we can um, still yeah. confront the things that they could have done. I don't, I don't even want to say that they could have done it differently. The things yeah. that we needed or the things that we needed differently. Yeah. Uh, and they, that, that doesn't mean we don't love them. No. Oops. Oh, where are you going? There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, actually, that's a great little thing. If you want to talk about it, obviously I know this might be, um, I was going to get on to the conversation of Aria. Um, I was going to ask if you want to talk about it. Obviously I know it's for, obviously she's your little, little girl. So I don't want to, you know, if you don't want to talk about it, but I'm, yeah, you know, I just wanted to see, like, um, ask about, like, your approach to, you know, being a mother with mental health. Um, you know, how, how, do you think that's affected it? Do you think that, um, are you open with Aria, your daughter, about stuff? Obviously, she's like, how old is she, seven? Seven now. Seven, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember boys. when you announced she was pregnant. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. Um, I yeah, know, so that's what's great. I made I made little updates, baby. She Ooh. was the baby glitzer, and I, I would make baby glitzer updates every, every month or whatever. No, I, every yeah, week. I remember. Week. I would make them weekly. Yeah. Weekly. 
Maybe Glitzer We saw like sonogram photos and it, yeah, mental. So like, my, bug, my bug photos. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Uh, yeah, literally, I remember your bug I photos. Miss I, I miss the bump. I don't care. Like, yeah. I miss, like sometimes I miss being pregnant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, are you, obviously, as, like I said, she's seven, so you're, I would hope you're not going to be as, well, not hope. Um, I think there are certain things that seven-year-olds don't need to know. That's all I'm going right. to say on that. Um, but, you know, are you as open as um, as you can be? Like, do you, um, you know, obviously I see your relationship on Facebook and stuff and you're a great mother and you two obviously have, like, such a special, beautiful bond and things like that. Um, but for, like, people that don't know, don't know. you or whatever, um, you know, it is how is that how is being a mother with you know mental health problems do you are you open with her do you tell her um, like... well I mean like I said a minute ago starting with I was suicidal whenever she was after she was born so um so there's several layers um one thing is drinking um I think anybody that knows mental health is that drinking will exacerbate or change something you know it's gonna make you a certain way that's and, why uh, i always drink baby <laughs> yeah so i am totally i i do drink currently uh but i made it uh, and if people especially moms i don't want uh, no, no mom shaming ever for me but um one big goal for me especially i dealt with um a lot of drinking stuff for a while um and going sober and not sober sober not sober um I decided I was never going to drink around Aria, and I still don't, unless it's a big party and there's other people that are taking care of her around her, uh, like it's, uh, and then maybe have just like one glass of wine or one glass of champagne, but, uh, and then I still have it to this day, she'll, like, I drink coffee, she'll always say, oh, I do have coffee, so I'm always drinking coffee, not wine, but um, that's my one big thing, but um, I, I don't know when I, she's so smart, and, and I'm sure every parent says this about their kid, but she's crazy, crazy, crazy smart, and so I am very honest with her, we, we are very open, and we talk a lot, we talk about her feelings, and we talk about her feelings always being okay and valid, and we do go through, we've gone through things, I feel like, um, I, I don't know how to, I've never said, you know, I've never told her about mental illness yet. Um, cause I don't know. I, I think that she might get it. I've just never, it's never broke. Like we've never talked about it yet, but if she asked me about it, we will, we've talked about, um, lots of other, you know, things whenever it comes to, um, sexuality and different other things. Like she knows that, um, you know, she's okay with, with all things, everyone loving whoever they love. Um, but, um, other than that, I don't know. Um, I think that she, I do, I do talk to her about certain things. We do, we, we have a very open communication and, um, but to the question, it's hard, it, it's hard, uh, thinking that I'm going to pass whatever trauma I have onto her. Firstly, I think my healing had to do with me first of all, and the people that I love, uh, but also her. Uh, it was a huge chunk of it. Uh, the healing, like I said, is generational and you heal yourself, you're healing daughters for the rest of time. So, you know, you, your healing is, is so important because you're healing yourself for your children too. You know, um, I think for my divorce was a huge thing for me. Um, it, 
it was a huge thing. I, I would say a huge part of trauma, a huge thing that I had to heal from is I, I didn't think that I was ever going to have a normal family again. I didn't think I was ever going to get married again. Um, and I think that it fractured a lot of things with me and Aria too. Like, <clears throat> I mean, we've always been close, but I think that it was just something that like I had to work through with her to make a stable relationship with me and her separate from mm-hmm. her and her dad. And then separate from our family. We just had to make our own family again. Yeah. And it was really hard for me because I'd always, of course, dreamed of since I was little because I watched Disney movies mm-hmm. of, you know, the perfect family and the perfect life and and having the perfect, yeah. you know, household. It and is, as soon as that wasn't a thing, it was really, really, really hard for me. Yeah. I tried to never put that in her, but I definitely <clears throat> had moments where I felt like I did. I, I always, there were so many times in my head where I'm like, is she old enough that this is going to affect her? And now I know that she probably is. So I hope that things that I've done haven't yeah. negatively affected her, but it is really, really hard as someone, yeah, with mental illness, you wonder all the time, am I doing things in the way that I'm reacting to her or the way that we're dealing with conflict? Am I impressioning her? Am I hurting her with my trauma responses? You, it's really hard. Are you, um, again, feel free not to answer, are you uh, on good terms with Ray, your ex-husband? Now, yes. Now, yeah. I mean, we've gone through our, we've gone through our moments. There's things I'm definitely, I'm not comfortable talking about yeah, because yeah, we are on good terms right now. Yeah, that's fine. But that's we've fine. gone through times yeah. where, I mean, right away, I didn't want it and I didn't want the divorce and I, I looked up all of these statistics and I have friends that understand this that I've posted it about it recently. I looked up all the statistics of what a divorced family does to a child and it's just emotionally and I'm like, I don't want to do this to her and he didn't care at the time. He just didn't want to be with me and I'm comfortable saying that. he It was 100% him. He didn't want to work on it and I understand it's probably because of the, a lot of the, like, it's funny because it's another instance of the way that someone treated me probably had no, partly nothing to do with me, but partly was my trauma responses and things that I was at the place that I was yeah. in the moment. Yeah. So, um, it's okay. And I, I forgive him for, for all of it. Um, so the, the hard part was though, um, getting our relationship and friendship back um we were really 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 close even as friends we should have always stayed friends <laughs> i don't know if Aria will ever see this but we probably should have just decided to co-parent and be friends yeah, and not gotten married yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say um you know it's something that I, I got you you know i got pregnant right after we started dating because yeah. everyone like i was talking about him for like two seconds yeah. and then i got pregnant yeah so um, but I think, like, you know, I, I look back on, uh, you know, the, I, you know, on the situations that have happened to me. I'm not going to get into my parents' relationship, not why I'm here. But, like, you know, and, um, I've all, you know, always, you know, and I would hope that most people would think, like, at the end of the day, you just want your parents to be happy. Like, my dad has been with his wife now, like, wonderful lady, beautiful, you know, um, for, like, 25 years or something do you know what I mean and they've stayed together and like you know and that's much better for everything like for me personally you know they don't my parents don't speak they don't you know whatever that's fine whatever but I always do think that like if you can if I I always said like if I have conversations with like Edge like if we have like children or you know whatever I would always say like I will try 
I, I want to remain if we have a child together we are working through it we are being friends because I think I think yeah it's easier said so, than done I've never been in that situation and I know no, it, but... it is it is and it isn't so yeah. let me say I have a I know somebody that recently is going through you know what I went through and he had asked me you know what's your advice on still being friends with this person whenever you feel so hurt by this person and I said look you have to look at that person as no longer your ex that person is not an extension of you. That person is an extension of your child. When you have children. So to me, Ray is the father of my child and he's an amazing dad. I will say that. And I've always said that since day one, Ray is an amazing dad. So that's all he is to me. Um, he, uh, and I think he's a good person, but uh, at the end of the day, he is an amazing dad and he is my child's father. So that's what you have to do. You have to, you have to, it's not about you. It's not about you anymore. And, and, and that sucks. You can do your own healing from it separately, but you need to keep it separate from your child because it's not fair to put them on I think that's the biggest thing. I, I definitely, I think that, that I should never have known, um, should never have been told, should never have been put in the middle of and things like that. And I'm not like angry about it anymore because I've kind of, I'm dealing with it. Like I haven't dealt with it. I'm dealing with it. Um, trying to right. build relationships back up and trying to like sort through it and kind of, you know, realizing that what I've been told about certain people may not necessarily be correct, but also being like, well, this person's probably said this because they're hurting. Uh, they haven't right. dealt with what they need to deal with. Um, and, you know, I, there's no point. Like, I just don't have any, any uh, effort anymore to be angry about stuff. Like, I feel like I've been angry for such a long time or what yeah. anyway and i and, and kind of trying to find everyone else to blame and trying to be like right well go you and it's just got to it's got to a point now where i'm just like i don't want to i don't, I don't want to hate anyone i'm just gonna let let it be you did this because that's what you did that's fine you're still this person to me you've done this because that's who you are that's fine you're still this person to me and i'm gonna navigate my own way through it and be comfortable with what I want within these relationships and make my own decision I felt like a lot of um what I was told I, I wasn't my opinion like it wasn't what I thought like and I said this actually with Sierra yesterday I've talked like going back to like you know sexuality and stuff yeah I remember saying you know when I was young like I don't mind gay people. Bear in mind I'm bisexual, obviously. But, like, you know, I don't mind gay people. I just don't want to see it. I had no idea what I was saying. I had no <laughs> idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just something yeah. that I had heard. Like, I'm not proud of the, the fact that I said that. Oh, gosh. I'm not proud of me prior to 25 whenever it comes to sexuality yeah, stuff. I, I'm not... And then not just sexuality, lots of stuff. I was, I was so far, if anybody knew me, I was so far under the other side yeah. I won't say but yeah. uh, you know I, yeah, yeah I understand but I think that I think the thing is like you know yeah I'm not proud of it but I will talk about it because I think that a lot of people are kind of ashamed to change their mindsets and change their opinions and stuff yeah. like I, 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 was, I, I knew I I knew I liked women when I was like 11 yeah me too so yeah. um but I was very young it's, it's a it's a weird story I don't know if I want to tell maybe I've had enough but like <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's a weird yeah, my dad's never going to watch this, but, um, so I, oh, it's a weird story. <laughs> you don't have to tell it. I don't want to, I don't want to, you can tell me off camera, off recording if you want. Yeah. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, either, either way, I realized I, I was looking at some, some 
pictures of women with my friends that <laughs> you're watching that, porn. Like, yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah, na- naked women with my friends that we had found a magazine. But anyway, uh, so we were looking at these pictures and they were laughing at it. And I like, I'm just gonna be open with how I feel in case anybody had ever felt this way. I literally go. This is so weird. Uh, I was like, do you guys feel like weird? Like <laughs> down there? <laughs> and I didn't amazing. know what that meant because I was 11. Yeah, like, this is yeah. Innocent. I... I didn't know what that was. Yeah. And I was like, do y'all just feel kind of weird? And they're like, girl, no. You know, like I was just like, oh, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, so I was just trying to catch I, you out. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I realized you're right, you're right, me neither. You know, I, but I realized that yeah, it turned me on and I didn't know what that was though. I was eleven and that's the first time I'd ever been turned on in my life. Yeah. And I think that that's something I always am mindful of and I think of all the time. I'm like, when is when are these moments gonna happen with Aria? And I never want to shame her whenever it comes to either her sexuality or whenever she has like certain things and has like whatever, like I'm not going to be a part of it, obviously, because there's a boundary, but I never want her to feel ashamed for any way that she feels. And, um, I had an ex that like his mom had walked in on him while he was watching porn and like shamed him. And he was traumatized for a very long time. And I think that it's just something that we as parents need to just let our children have their own, um, exploration phase. They need to deal with their, you know, if, if they're gonna masturbate like whatever like that needs to not be whatever we are a part of it like I said there's a boundary but like you need to not be uncomfortable with it your child's gonna do what they're gonna do and you don't need to shame them the best you know? thing that you can do is just to educate them do you know what I mean like my yeah my mum always used to say to me like you know uh, your body is your own body if anyone yeah. touches you and you don't want it you say you tell someone a hundred percent that actually like, just happened the other day thanksgiving um oh and we're like social distancing so i shouldn't <laughs> they don't want me to say this probably we were all wearing masks but there were only about 10 of us and i went and saw my cousins and we didn't post on social media because you're not supposed to be seeing people but um basically they wanted aria and one of her cousins to take a picture together and they wanted them to her to put her arm around her and she did for about two seconds and then she stopped and then she just sat like this and took the picture and i afterwards i said what what happened there because i want to know you know like because i want to validate her on her experiences because if she just sat alone in that experience that's very sad and scary as a child so I said you know what what happened a minute ago and she said I I don't know her and I didn't want her putting her arm around me and she started crying yeah and I I said it's it's okay and uh whatever you want to do don't feel upset about it it's okay if you do feel upset then that's okay too but I don't want you to feel ashamed about you not wanting to put your arm around her Mm -hmm. because she said she had only met that cousin the last time she'd seen her she was like three she doesn't remember her so she said I don't know her and so I said that's okay you know you don't have to put your arm around anybody you don't have to hug anybody you don't have to kiss anybody Mm -hmm. it's your body and I was like look at me when I say that you know like you do not have to do anything you don't want to do and you know that's okay right and she even talked about it later, like, it's my body and I don't have to do anything, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, it's true, so that's what knows. you want, though, like, you know, you want yeah. that, you know, as innocent as she is, saying that and being like, my mummy told me this, like, you know, it, that's, yeah. that is correct, do you know what I mean, like, my, like I said, my mum used to say that to me, like, you know, anyone touches you and you don't want them to, 
you come and tell me or you know you tell an adult or you do whatever that, like, it's your body that, that's a, don't you know that's the thing i would like to say um i dealt with um sexual trauma from a very young age so whenever you get to the age that you were when your trauma happened it's really hard to see your child at that age so i was six or seven so that was really hard for me and just she talks about crushes on boys at school and you know different things and it's funny one time she even said because she's very open everything at one point she said you know her best girlfriend held her hand and it made her happy so she Mm -hmm. said I don't you know I might like anybody you know so I just thought that was really cute that she already at this age is like I am okay with if I like anybody Mm -hmm. and it's not scary for her or taboo or weird or gross that she could like you know whoever she wants yeah yeah But I think that that's really hard when you get to that age of trauma, whatever age you were, seeing them, and I get really scared, like, if anybody does anything to you, you have to tell me, you know, like, you know, and I think a big thing is from a young age, I've always been very big on naming genitalia, like, being like, this is your vagina, this is a penis, you know, Mm -hmm. and if she ever comes at me with weird names, like, this is my foo-foo, then I'll be like, who the fuck said that, you know? Yeah, definitely, 100%, I think that's the thing, like, you know, there is a certain way to, um, you know, you obviously treat, I mean, again, I do not have a child, um, so I'm not going to be like, this is the parenting tip 101, because, like, I don't, Lyra! Um, like, I just don't know. Um, so, you know, obviously, I don't know. I don't have a kid or whatever. But, like, you know, I do think this is my kind of plan if and when I have children, you know, it would be to, you know, they're a child, so I'm not going to tell them intimate details about myself I've already had this conversation with like Ed I was like if we have children I don't want them to know that I suffer with what I suffer with like I don't want them to know anything I don't want them to know my bad stories because they're my bad stories and I don't want to pass them on to my child but I will always talk to them I will always communicate with them like they're a person not a child like you see you see these people that are like hello and you they're talking to a child like they're a dog like I'm yeah. not, again, I'm not going to so, shame anyone. I'm the same as you. I don't want to shame anyone. But for me, that just makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't want to be there like, yeah. hello, gorgeous little girl. Oh, what's... Like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I'm the same. I've never done baby talk. And I don't like whenever Aria has regressed to baby talk a couple times on her own. When she started school, she did. And then a couple different times. And I think that that's... There's a need there. There's some reason that she's doing that. But we would always straight up say that, you know, no baby talk. And um, I don't baby talk her, and I never did. I talked to her like she was a full human mm-hmm. from day one, and I think that's probably – there's a lot into it. So if your children don't talk at a certain age or your children don't aren't, you know, at the same level that mine was, that's not bad. So I'm not saying that mine is smart because of me or whatever. I yeah. think that her brain was just wired to be super intelligent super quickly. But I think a big part, though, is that from the day one, I, I talked to her like she was like a – she's a human. She's not a, yeah. a little – you know, yeah. and I just talked to her from the beginning, and she is just so smart. But, I, I yeah, I don't agree with – dumbing things down if she asks there's a couple things I haven't been comfortable with and I'll I'll even say she's like I know I get to know that when I'm older (laughs) yeah yeah that's the thing though that's the thing you don't have to so there was this um I was watching uh years ago when Hank you know Hank Green yeah so he yeah yeah so um Hank yeah Hank Green um did this video with his child and his child was like going what's this and then Hank literally just like put 
their child, like, you know, was just like, yeah, so this is called a blah, 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 and he was saying all the scientific names. He was saying everything, like, you would explain it to an adult, to this, like, five-year-old. And, like, I just thought there was something so wonderful in that. Like, I just thought, like, yeah. it was the first time I'd ever seen it, actually. So I think maybe that's why I was a bit like, whoa, like... That's not how you yeah, teach children. Yeah, no, children I, I do that children sometimes here. when Aria asks, you know, what's this? And at first, my first instinct, your first instinct is to go, they wouldn't understand it. So you're like, oh, it's just too complicated. And then I realize it's not, you know, and so I'll, I'll fight that instinct and say, okay, this is what it is. And I'll explain things to her. She knows all about the election. She knew about the last election. She knew about, you know, that whenever she was only like three yeah. so she she's very we, we talked to her about a lot of things I think that I talked to her about more things than maybe her dad does but she knows about a lot of things and uh yeah I think it comes to an extent you let children be children blah 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 mm-hmm. but like um I'm not gonna tell her anything traumatizing but um I, I think that there's a lot to be said for just treating her like she's a human being yeah. and not uh, undeserving of knowing the truth yeah so I'm gonna tell you if you're asking me a question and I think that it's not adult content because maybe there's something that's not appropriate to tell yeah. you 100%. I'm not gonna tell her anything that's gonna traumatize her because I I shouldn't have told her yeah. um but uh anything that that's you know yeah, I get the, what you mean. She, it, like, you, like I think yeah. the, the perfect example is being like, "That's not your foo foo, that's your fanny." Or Leo, that's your that's yeah. your vagina. You know, and, and yeah. it, but you're not gonna turn around and be like, "That's your cunt." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. adult content. Like, you know, that is. Your, yeah. you know, I'm telling you, the or anything bit. that has to do with sex is probably not 100. percent You know, well, it's that kind of thing. You do it when you're comfortable. Like literally, I was like going back to like, my mum used to tell, like, say to me, like, you know. You have you have sex with someone that you are comfortable with, that you know there is a mutual respect there. It was kind of it was never really this like you yeah. have to love oh, them. Gosh. You have to love I've them. Had it this was always conversation with Aria, but not about sex and specifically, but sort of even just about kissing because she doesn't really talk about sex yet. Yeah. She thinks that sex is kissing. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> she said that you know on Friends sometimes they go into another room and they have sex, and I was like, yeah. What's what is sex? What do they do? And she's like, they're kids. And I'm like, woo. <laughs> so that's what she thinks sex is, and that's fine for now. Yeah. I'll no. update her later. But that's but, the thing. Um, yeah, it's that kind of thing. She doesn't need to know. Do you know what I mean? And like, she didn't. And she didn't ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe one day. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, she thinks sex is kissing. And, and she'll tell me about boys and girls and people kissing and people that have crushes on people. And I say, look, boy, girl, whatever, whoever you have a crush on, uh, if you ever do anything like kissing them, I want it to be 100% your idea. You are 100% consenting of it. Don't do it because if you didn't, uh, you know, Ethan is going to go kiss Jessica or whatever. Don't do it because you, they're going to do it with somebody else if they don't do it with you mm-hmm. because you're jealous. And yeah. she understands, trust me. They got crushes in second grade. So <laughs> don't do it because you're jealous. But also don't do it because if you don't, then he won't like you anymore. That's not okay either. Do it because you want to. And she's like, okay. And she gets it. So kids get it. Okay. Like we we think that they don't get it, but they do tell them, 
you know, only kiss that boy if that's what you really want to do. And she's like, okay, and I don't want to yet. And I'm like, okay, then don't do it yet, girl. You know? (laughs) Yeah, 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 totally, 100%. Um, uh, Probably going to wrap it up because we've been talking for nearly two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the last question that I normally ask people um, is if you would like to ask anything to me, because obviously I've been basically interviewing you, which is probably a little bit weird. But um, so yeah, if you if you have anything you want, if you don't, then that's cool. But if you do, maybe if yeah, not, I know. And I'm like, oh gosh, and you want to wrap it up? And I'm like, oh, let's get into this. But um, oh no, we can if you yeah. want. I've just is yeah, I just don't want to keep you for a really long time. That's all. I'm more worried oh, yeah. about. I know, and I'm like, it's all good. But I was wondering because, and we didn't even really talk about this, but you probably have. You talked about your treads, I'm sure. So what? Um, have you talked about what is the hardest thing that you've had to deal with in your diagnosis and your and dealing with it in your your day-to-day life um so the first thing I should probably say is I haven't officially been diagnosed yet um I have an appointment on the 22nd of December to see a neurologist which um will tell me whether I have it or not um I've had blood tests and stuff to rule out any sort of illness or anything. Uh, came back fine, lacking in vitamin D, but other than that, um, absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go to the neurologist on the 22nd of December. But um, my one of my best friends, Damien, has Tourette's, um, and it, we've been best friends for fucking years and years, like five, six years or something. And um, so we having a conversation. We like met up for coffee when we were allowed, and. Um, you know, he was just like, basically, your diagnosis is going to be dependent on the doctor you get because Tourette's is so, uh, and tic disorders are so, um, uh, there's not much known about them. Do you know what I mean? Like, people don't know anything, really. There's no sort of, like, gene to be like, you've got this gene, which means you have Tourette's. Or, you know, it's basically just the doctor's opinion. So I could go to this doctor and... They could go. You don't have Tourette's. See ya. You know, yeah. Obviously- no, it's the same. It's the same with borderline. So it, yeah. it, it's like a personality disorder. So it's kind of like, yeah, mm. you you fit under a certain criteria. Yeah. But other than that, it's kind of an opinion. Yeah. It, it, but that's the it's kind of crazy that it's in the hands of them. Like yeah. But I'm already know? I'm already kind of a bit like um, unsure of what's going to be said because Tourette's is meant to so Tourette's it is there's a lot of things that you have to have in order to be diagnosed with Tourette's so you're meant to have um tics and motor and vocal tics for more than a year um mine started in September um and uh whatever apparently it was meant to start in childhood um I don't know I don't I um don't remember my childhood I I have really bad memory um of my childhood I remember like a handful of memories other than that no idea what happened um so I don't even know if if I had any sort of tics when I was younger um yeah that people might have noticed I know that I had fits um which is connected some way but I think the thing is it's all kind of just guessing work because it's not researched enough it, they kind of go well if you've got OCD and you've got ADHD and you've got depression and anxiety you're more likely to have Tourette's and it's like right okay well I've got pretty much all of them um, so and I'm I, ticking I, I think that 
your circumstance is the first time I've seen something uh, come out later in life um, and showing symptoms like you have later in life. And I think that's so important for you to be open about that. You know, I I, I think that it's, it's amazing and I'm proud of you, just FYI, but uh, cause I'm sure that's hard as fuck. Like you're, you're dealing with a lot right now and, and dealing with a new diagnosis, a new set of all kinds of symptoms on top of other mental health stuff that you've been dealing with your entire Mm -hmm. life or whatever. Yeah. I think that that's extremely brave of you. So Thank you. Um, but I, I think it's super important. I have a friend who has a son that had Tourette's from childhood. So I, I personally thought it was something that started from childhood too. Maybe it doesn't though, girl, exactly. like, you but know what I mean? Like that's, the, thing, that's yeah. in the criteria, but yeah. like it needs to change then, yeah. you know, like yours came later. I'm sure other people's came later yeah. and that needs to change. Yeah. But that's you know? the thing. It's like, like I said, I'm, you know, my, so Damien was my first port of contact basically when this kind of. So I remember, like a few years ago, I'd started, I started taking this new, um, I started taking uh, fluoroxetine antidepressants, and um, I'd gone out to a gig and I'd started ticking and I started like jerking my head, and uh, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I messaged Damien because obviously I've been, Damien's one of my best friends. He has Tourette's, like always has since I've known him, and I was like. So, uh, hey dude, there's, uh, things happening to me where, uh, my head is jerking back and forth and I can't help it. And he would, obviously, he was just like, uh, okay, like, what? (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, like, no. And then, he was lovely, but like, you know, and then, and then, um, that never happened again. I stopped taking fluoroxetine, um, and it didn't really happen again. Um, and then suddenly... I was triggered one weekend in September and that was it. Like I haven't been able to stop. So I think what's so interesting to me, not just with Tourette's, uh, with so many things, but we can tie it into that is that I think it's really interesting that sometimes things will happen to us when things are triggered and that was already in our brain chemistry. That doesn't mean that it's because of your medication. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. uh, something happened to me. I had a really, just be honest. Uh, I had a really bad trip in June and I thought that I was dying mm-hmm. and I had, oop, I'm back. And I had a whole, oop, okay. I had a whole experience where I thought I was dying and I had a whole psychosis and I thought, um, people could say, you know, that was from my trip, but I think, and, and I've read a lot about it is that, that it's actually in my brain chemistry because of the bipolar. Mm -hmm. Um, I, and I could have that later on in life and it's something for me to look at. And I I think that that's something in our brains that just because it triggered it doesn't mean that it was because of the medication that was already in your brain chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing is because it's very, I feel very confused, obviously. One of the hardest parts is the fact that I have gone 27 years without this being a thing, especially something that is so obviously there. Do you know what I mean? Like, depression, yes, I'm depressed, but I can kind of be like, everything's fine, put on a smile, yeah, the carry si- on. Yeah, the, the, like, silent, uh, invisible illness yeah. thing. Um, but then with, with my tics and stuff, you know, it's when I'm standing in the middle of, 
like you know the the hardware you would probably say hardware store um you know shouting at people that they're gay boys and they're whatever like that's awkward i've never had to deal with that before um that's a whole different thing for me just walking around being a bit sad because no one else really knows i'm sad whereas everybody else when i'm ticking can hear what i'm saying like do you know what i mean yeah. and it's such a it's oh, it sounds like such a simple thing but it is such a difficult thing to get your mind around because like i said i've gone 27 years being able to be like when i'm not fine pretend i'm fine no that that doesn't sound simple so don't yeah. <laughs> don't discredit that. Like, that sounds yeah. like me personally you know like I'm just thinking of my own psyche. I feel like as a fractured kind of psyche that that's sensitive. Um, and you have mental illness also in your past. I feel like that is something for me, I would be like devastating. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like you're doing a really good, good job. But like, for me, I'd be like, you know, you're embarrassed by the things that which you shouldn't be because it's not your, your fault. But like, I feel like, you know, being embarrassed or being ashamed or being guilty by th- things that you're saying you know what I mean that, well, that's that the, I mean fault. some of I mean some of the things I've said is pretty bad <laughs> like obviously it's not what I think there's, exactly there's been some you so, know Nazi Hitler stuff which is you know yeah, obviously there, there not... has to be a disconnect to where you go this isn't me yeah you know course, but yeah. it has to be hard that has to be hard yeah I mean so. I because for me I obviously already know that when I'm saying horrible stuff I know it's not me and I'm very grateful for the people around me and my friends that know me and um, know that I would never say that in like a especially not in a serious Normal way yeah, yeah do you know what I mean like unless I'm they know like I mean I would never joke about really bad stuff but you know when you make a joke in poor taste or whatever like yeah you know I mean my friends would know I'm joking but I, and they know now even when I say when I tick whatever and it's horrible stuff what I found really really hard is when I'm out in public and um the first time that I went on a train on my own and uh this woman was just giving me horrible looks um and kind of like texting on her phone and I'm pretty sure she was like recording me as I was like sitting there like ticking and stuff and um I just got really upset and I ended up calling Ed and I was just like crying being like I don't know what to do it's really awkward. And I, rem- I was just like profusely apologising to this lady. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm being annoying. Like, I know I'm being loud. I know I'm making weird noises. I'm sorry. And she literally just didn't say anything to me. Nothing. She literally just carried on looking at me like I was a fucking, like... Because, you know, like, people say, like, people with Tourette's are, like, possessed by the devil. Uh, have you ever heard that? Uh, yeah I think I had because yeah. of that friend and that had a yeah. son and then she wanted to like make yeah. sure people knew no my son's not possessed yeah, yeah. literally so that's not really like a I mean I think that um I, over in England I, I hope that's not a common I hope that's not a common I think thing for people to think but yeah it's, I mean I think I mean over in England I I mean especially in my group that I know and I associate myself with like no one's really religious um so you know people don't think that um but how are you are you spiritual or religious at all no no not at all no um but like so it's just like you know I obviously find that ridiculous for someone who (laughs) someone who doesn't believe in that stuff um I'm just kind of like yeah right um but yeah it's just it it was just this like thing and like I had it before I had this like um 
one of you know I put a video up um, of myself ticking, and it was um, the one where I was like hitting I, myself in the face. I saw that one. Yeah. yeah, I put that one up, and I got a message from this guy or girl. Her name, the name was a girl. It came across like it was a guy. Um, so let's just say they. Uh. Um, yeah. So they sent me a message. Um, and to to preface that, people put fake accounts up, so like it's not yes. like you're misgendering someone. No, you no, are no, like I, this, this is definitely this a... person is fake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. It they had yeah. their name as a female name, um, but it definitely in my wasn't heart, wasn't that person. Yeah, don't yeah. think it was that person. So like they messaged me like after seeing this video and. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, I saw I saw this video, like, um, do you want help with it? And I was like, oh, I'm kind of, like, dealing with it in my own way. I'm actually all right. Like, I'm just trying to be vocal and honest and open about it because I think that's the best thing I can do. Like, for someone that really loves to have control over everything, um, Tourette's and tick disorders is something that I have absolutely no control over. So I'm trying to take control of it as much as I can. And um, they basically were like, well, I know what we could do. I could help you. I've seen this happen loads of times. Blah, blah, blah. My friend had it and they tried this. And they tried to send me a picture. And I was like, I ain't going to open that. Like, your dick is not going to cure my Tourette's, right? <laughs> um, no. But I was like, I'm not going to open okay. that. Um, but then- even, even, even dick pick aside, unsolicited. P.S. Boys, don't do that. Yeah, it wasn't but, a dick um- pic. <laughs> oh, okay. That. Even that aside, uh, that's why I don't tell people being in the yoga community. That's why I don't tell people yoga will cure you. You know, like I think I'm very open to whatever works yeah. for you works for you, yeah. and and yoga works for me. But I think but it's, it's safe. It's, oh, sorry, I'm just it's say a it. fine. It's a fine line. Like this will cure you. Yeah. No, this, this person, fine. this person, um, didn't have a genuine tactic to help me. They basically told me that it was like I was being possessed by the devil. And they um, told me that the photo they had sent was a screenshot from the horror movie Saw. Um, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, where they said that um, <laughs> that it was one of the tasks or whatever um, where the person was um, tied to a bed and they were chained down. And that's what I basically should have to do because, to stop myself. And I was like... Yo, sick. Yeah. You're literally sick. Yeah. Like, go no, away, block them. I'm so, I, I totally understand. I'm sure it's, 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 there's so many things that are misunderstood, but I think Tourette's is a huge one. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so that's why I think it's important that you're, you're saying things about it, but it, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've even actually, con- uh, I've always been a little bit spiritual and thought, you know, the, the universe, whatever. And um, I've been much closer to that with the yoga community. But um, the brain is, is so big and so powerful. And I think that that's something that people don't give enough credit to is our brain chemistry and our brain being so much bigger than than your your weird satan thinking you know what i mean like it's yeah. our our brain is going to do things you know that whether we like it or not yeah. like like with you which sucks like it, it comes out in a physical way you know with my bb me bpd it comes out in a mental way like to me my brain is doing things i don't want it to do all the time it happened just the other day um 
something so fucking stupid, uh, like not even a big deal in my brain, the black and white thinking will think that means I'll, let me explain it a little bit, but like to, to put it on the same aspect of what we're talking about, but like, um, it was just talking about a, a situation like a something silly. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't want to explain it, but like, um, uh, fast food and trying to take fast food far away right. <laughs> and yeah. that it won't travel well. This is a stupid conversation, mm-hmm. but in my brain, we didn't agree on it. And in my brain, my brain clicks to, he doesn't love me. Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't care about me. He doesn't, uh, respect what I think. He doesn't want to support my family business. And it was really ridiculous let me just say that like your brain well in that moment you were, you genuinely believed it like you genuinely yeah. like you genuinely like fuck you man fuck you but yeah. then it isn't until you're out of it that you're like actually probably not that you know exactly and yeah. and i think because of my healing work i was able to come out of it and that's the only reason but it it, it is really hard my brain will still tell me things at the end of the day that are not true at all like it will tell me in the littlest fucking like not it's where'd you go hang on can you hear me yeah hey you still yeah there you go and the littlest it's not even a fight the littlest disagreement which should be like no two humans are ever gonna agree on everything ever so but the littlest disagreement i'll go he doesn't support me. He doesn't love me. He doesn't, you know, so the, the back of my mind will just be fucking saying all this stuff and I have to fight it and go, yeah. he does. Yeah. You don't agree. And this is, and I don't like to tell myself this is silly because in my it's brain, not, it's, it's big, real to you. you know? It's real to you in that moment. You know, yeah. I, I, I get it. I think it's kind of learning how to juggle so, your mental health. It's being able to recognize when you are yeah. acting on your so, BPD and not you. And I also think that it's such an amazing, like, you know, I obviously, you know, I hope that, you know, your partner is supportive and understands. And I think that the, the key to that is to communicate with them and say I have this when you say stuff like that I'm gonna act like this but I don't mean you know and it's a it's all about just communication do you know what I mean it's literally I, just I about 100% yeah I communicated all after because we've been through a lot <laughs> over the last five years so it's it's one of those things where now I'm like this is why I do things and I'm going to communicate it. And he hundred percent understands, yeah. but it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel silly for naming this and explaining it. I explain, I thought this and now I don't. And I have to say it. I have to say yeah. it out loud. That's and I think important. that's so important. That's important. To it's, do. it's so important naming things and, mm-hmm. and showing it and saying, I thought this and it's not true. Yeah. And and explaining it and I'm like I'm gonna be obnoxious and I'm gonna explain it all but But the the whole point of that was with you with the Tourette's it it doesn't come in just your you know inside your brain it's outside so your brain is making you do things it's not the devil (laughs) and your brain is making you do things that you don't even want to do and that has to be so hard but I think what's important for you too has to be communication you know I'm saying things that I don't mean I'm doing things that aren't me you know Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I think one of the one of the especially like obviously my partner Ed, um, yeah, had just sit obviously 
I'm like hitting myself in the f hitting myself in the face, hey. and um, that's horrible to see for him. Do you know what I mean? He loves me. We've been together for a long time. We've known each other for like seven years. Like yeah, I was that his was friend hard, first. That was hard for me to even see right. as not your partner that loves you unconditionally. I love you, <laughs> but I'm not your partner. But for yeah. me, yeah. I was very emotional yeah. watching that, and that yeah. was very hard yeah. for me to see. So I can't imagine as your partner that yeah. has to be hard. And the same as my dad as well, and you know my mom and things. But like Ed has to see it every day. Ed has to see me smacking myself and stuff, and. One of the things that Ed tried to do is to stop me from doing it. He was, like, trying to hold my hands. That's a massive no-no for people that have to do that. Don't do that. It'll make it ten times worse, you know. And it and he tried to do it the first few times. And, you know, obviously out of just trying to protect me and out of, like, a, I don't right. want to see you hurt yourself. I don't want so, to, you know. A question. So your tick is something that you feel like you, you have to do. Right, so yeah. it's something that you you would feel were like I don't know the way I describe it? it um is you know that feeling you get when uh you're about to hiccup, you know that feeling right or it's like sneeze or like sneeze or a sneeze yeah like it's like one of those things where you're like you know you know when uh yeah like if you want to sneeze and the sneeze doesn't come and you're like oh oh I didn't sneeze okay or all that feeling like you've had the hiccups. And you feel you feel like you still have to. Yeah. It's, and it's like in your body. Yeah, it's like it is kind of like um like you know when your TV like is on static and it's like shh, that's what it feels like yeah. in my body and then I just have to do it because otherwise it's going to go and I'll end up just being really uncomfortable like when I'm concentrating I found like the, I think the thing is important to mention is that nobody's ticks and threats are the same. People right. can constantly be ticking. People can have severe t ticks and threats. They can have mild threats. They could be ticking for days on end and then go for three days, a day, an hour, whatever, without ticking. Um, and I think a lot of people, um, the misconception with that, with I'm listening. Keep talking. I'm going to make sure my percentage is okay. Okay, but keep going. Um, but I think the the main thing is um, with stuff like that is to realize that everybody's different. Like no one's, and it's portrayed like with you think of Tourette's and you think of ticks, whatever. You think of someone literally every second of the day going fucking wankers. Wait, well, well, fuck well, off. You, you yeah, know. I I think that's what's so important is I had a that friend and she wanted to make sure. She, she hasn't been as vocal about it, um, but uh, she was for, like, a while. I think it's really yeah. important to mention, it sucks. The way the Tourette's has been mentioned in any TV or media, mm. it's like, fuck you! You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. like, a random like, thing no, that's, like... Yeah, yeah, that doesn't happen, really. Um, I mean, it happens, but, like, it's not like you're walking randomly down the street and you're like, fuck off, you fucking cunt. Like, do you know what I mean? That doesn't happen. Like, it'll be, you, like, I can't explain it. It's it's just not how no. it's portrayed. And, and that's no, the I thing. Understand. And I think it's kind of always portrayed to be this, like, really comedy sort of, like, that's funny. You can say whatever you want without any repercussions. And it's like, no, because even if no one else gives me repercussions, in my head, I'm like, I've just yeah. said this really horrible stuff and I don't want to say it. And, uh, you know, I, I, and, I, and I, yeah, like I said, I think it's important to, to know that um, 
it's not every second of every day. Oh, did you just spill your wine? I didn't see it. I'll look back on the video later. <laughs> I didn't see it. Um, but yeah, I, think, you know, I didn't think you were going to notice, but I literally was like, <laughs> I didn't notice until you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. Um, Go on. But sorry, yeah, no, I think it's important to, like, the one thing that, you know, I think is really, really fucking, really, really fucking important is to um, normalise uh, the fact that ticks aren't constant. People can go hours. People can go a day without ticking. Like, do you know what I mean? They can go yeah. for a really long time without it. And um, then you can have like an hour where you can't stop ticking. Like, it is such a curve. It's so up and down. And I think that's, that's really interesting because I didn't really know that. Yeah, no, completely. I've had days where I've been like, my tick's been really good. Like, I've had like three days in a row where I'm like, maybe I'm cured. You know, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm well, ticking and stuff. Yeah, well, the beginning of our session, you weren't at all and now you are. Is there, do you notice it happen at a different times or at all? When I'm or talking what? about it, when it's very oh, okay. openly. And then your brain is like, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Kind of, yeah. I think it's because I'm quite good. So like, I've had like a couple of driving lessons and when I'm when I'm doing my driving lessons, um, I don't really tick. I've had a couple of ones where my eyes go, but that doesn't really affect my driving. So I haven't told my driving instructor. So you I'm have done of... that. You have done that a couple of times. Yeah. I noticed that because it looks like you're rolling your eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and I knew I knew though only because I know you and and what's going on with you. Yeah. But like a couple of times, I was in the middle of talking and I'm like, did I say something stupid? Because no. she rolled her eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a fun so Tiffany. Knew, Shut I up. Knew that's what it was because like it looked like you were just like. Yeah, you're dumb. You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> is hey, uh, no. That's that's the thing, though. So when I'm like concentrating, the only tick I really get is with my eyes. So I don't like talk or anything. My neck might go a little bit, but um, mainly when I'm concentrating, it'd be my eyes, and I don't really, I don't really um acknowledge that. I don't really know it's happening. I know it's happening, but I don't. If you know what I mean. And then it's when I'm kind of like having a massive attack or whatever or I'm kind of you know I can suppress it to a to an extent um yeah is it tiring though to suppress oh, it oh exhausting it was Ed's birthday um on the 26th of November Thanksgiving for you guys and um and we yeah I, I, we went out for a bike ride and um I was on my bike and I like crashed like so many times oh. one of my ticks was just to go wee and just like <laughs> literally just go like I crashed like so many times I think back I look back on it now and it's kind of funny but at the time I was like I'm not just, funny at all I yeah. can't even just go on a bike ride with my partner for his birthday like do you yeah. know what I mean it's like frustrating and then we came back and we were like talking to some of its friends and I been I was like trying to suppress my ticks all day because I was like it's Ed's birthday I want him to have a great day um I don't want to be sitting there you know ticking and being being I'm still at that stage where I'm like if I have conversations with people they're gonna notice me being like hey woo, hello you know they're gonna notice so I try and like suppress it and stuff especially on Ed's birthday wanted it to be all about him wanted him to have a lovely time like didn't want to you know not that he would ever say I was or any of his friends would but it's just something that I've put in my own brain, like my own sort of like, 
thing that yeah. I don't want to do. I, I get what you mean, because I, my first instinct, as someone who loves you, I want to be like, you don't have to suppress it mm-hmm. for me, but it's it's in your own yeah. mind. You you want to. Yeah, yeah I, get I think it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think um, one of the, the best things that, have, that has come out of it is... I'm uh, not not of the Tourette's, but I mean of me n- having this and then me doing it. Is like I said earlier, is it is the um, taking control of it. It's uh, doing the podcast and being open about it from the get go and being like, yeah, this is it. See, like, it's the know. it's the same thing that I had to deal with. Is you have the power? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I try to tell people is that you have the power over no matter what your mental illness is. And in days it doesn't feel like it. And in days it's not going to feel like it for you. In days it's not going to feel like it for me. In days it's not going to feel like it for anybody. But you do. Yeah. You you are the one with the power and you are capable and you are stronger than it. And it's not always going to feel like it, but you are. Yeah. And I think that's what's important is you doing the podcast, you talking about it, yeah. me always talking about my yeah. own things. I, I think, think that's why good. I do. I think it really does good. And I I mean, I've definitely been on, on the other side of that as well, where, you know, my friends have been really open and I've been in a really depressive state and I can't see it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I exactly. Can't, I can't. Exactly. And you, I, and you can't always see it. And no. that's okay too. Yeah, that is totally okay. And and I think that's the thing, is like there's certain like uh content creators online that are, you know, have Tourette's and they're quite big on it and stuff. And some of the times I can sit there and watch their content and then other times it just sends me into a tick attack. And I know they're doing good. They're educating people that don't have, you know, Tourette's and they're opening it up to a wider audience and you know, especially out on TikTok and stuff like that. Like you know that's a great thing but if I sit there and watch it then I'm sitting there like hitting myself or ticking and I'm uncomfortable so I just can't watch it and I think that's exactly the same as people that may have BPD that what li- listen to your read your statuses or you know your update it's nothing to do with you it's to do with the fact that at that time people can deal with it and at other they're times not there they can't yet. yeah I- I know mm-hmm. that, and I know that, I won't say names, but I know that with certain people that yeah. do, that I'm, I love so much, yeah. and that, that I'm friends with, and I know that they're That doesn't mean you stop doing not, it, though. Do you know what I mean? And I know that they're, I know that they're not ready for it yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still going to share my experience, yeah. and I'm not going to judge theirs, yeah. but I feel the same way. There's people I know, and I see, and in the back of my mind, I think of when I share my stuff, <laughs> because I know they're dealing with the same thing I am, yeah. but I know they're not where I am yet. And, yeah. and that's okay, though. And I want them to know that's okay. And I would never pressure somebody to be further along in their journey before they're ready. Yeah. You know? I think that's the thing as well. It's like, even if they are kind of, like, at the same place. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I, you know, had friends that have tics, disorders, Tourette's, or whatever, and they weren't comfortable constantly listening to my podcast or whatever because I was ticking and it makes them... I mean, I've, I suppress my vocal tics on the podcast because I'm very aware it's sound oriented so you know they watch the videos and stuff I'm just like you know Um, (laughs) but like you know I am fully aware that like you know if they did watch the video I wouldn't expect them to watch the whole video if it was if it was triggering them essentially and I think that's I think that's sure like that's how I feel about anything if anything I do ever triggers you get out yeah you know like I I don't I don't want to ever hurt someone or trigger them but it doesn't mean that you should stop doing what you're doing because one it's exactly so I'm gonna still do what 
I need to do that's going to help a certain amount of people. Yes. And, but if it ever hurts you in any way, opt out. <laughs> yes. But I'm going to still be doing me yeah. for that's me. That's what literally my, so when I uploaded like a couple of videos of me like hitting myself and stuff because I wanted to do that. That's so important yeah. though. So I, I, I know it. that probably you're about to say, it, but it hurts some people I'm sure. Yeah. But for me, that was very eye opening, mm -hmm. and uh, it was. I feel like that's so important. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like I didn't want to be like you know negative Nelly or whatever, and just like only do the really bad stuff or whatever. But I was like, this is something. One, it was because I wanted people to see, and secondly, and you was... should show them your videos of you dancing to a little bit of Lex. Oh yeah, that, that's Guys. next one. Yeah, me and Nick. <laughs> ask her about that. <laughs> um but yeah that's the, that's the thing it's like you know I, I i i you know put those videos up because i wanted for two reasons because i wanted I, I i wanted to do it i thought it was important i thought people should see and secondly um for all of my friends that um i would see after and suddenly i'm just ticking do you know what i mean that's fucking weird that makes sense but then, that makes sense so yeah. you're like this is me now yeah literally i was just like this is this is what's happened there you go this get on me. with it and yeah. this is like this unfiltered this is who i am yeah and you know and, and i got a um message from my dad just being like oh i'm you know really proud of you for putting that video up but i just want you to know um that i can't watch them but i'm very i'm i still support you and if it helps you then i'm on board but like i just can't watch them and i was like that's fair enough and Aww. like you know uh, yeah lovely and i i you know i messaged back just being like never wanted it to upset you i never did that you know whatever and he was like yeah i know and i was like yeah. you know i just needed to do it it feels good for me i don't put videos up anymore because i feel like i've found a good medium i feel like this podcast I, is i understand that though that's really um it, it has to be hard like exactly what you were saying mm -hmm. it, it's hard for people to see but that doesn't mean you shouldn't share it it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. and like i tell people sometimes i need and you need to make people uncomfortable we yeah. need to disrupt the norm you know what i mean like you need this is not this shouldn't be the norm you know what i mean like i'm gonna make you uncomfortable sometimes yeah. and you're gonna make people uncomfortable sometimes yeah. and that's okay if you're uncomfortable opt out yeah but i'm still gonna do it because mm -hmm. i need to show the reality of what this is yeah I think that's the thing. I think me, for me, the BP, the BPD, and all that I went through last year, and I went through a shit ton. You saw it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You have gone through a lot with the Tourette's. You need to show people, though. Again, it's gonna make people uncomfortable, but that's fine. Yeah, but that's it's the thing. reality. I, yeah, it's reality. Yeah, and it's our reality. Exactly. It's what we're living with every day. Yeah. It's on our in our heart and our brain. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and that's it. Like you know, I haven't posted a couple. I mean, I've definitely recorded some I'm of listening. my I'm listening oh sorry um yeah I've definitely like still recorded some of my experiences and stuff and and they're there for me but you know I for me it was very important like to do those couple of videos and and I did that and I kind of lit it out and now for me doing the podcast are is enough that's what I want to do that's um I hope you've had a nice time have you had a have you had a good time I have had a lovely time. I have, like I like to me. It's like I know people aren't all gonna listen to the end of this. I'm gonna do it in like, two parts. I've already decided. This is two hours it, and eleven minutes long. I'm doing it in two episodes. Yeah, it's still important though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I'm so, gonna I'm gonna put it up as two episodes. You can maybe um do it as like a Christmas Christmas special or something. I don't know. That's what yeah. my plan is. Um. And yeah. and and we need to revisit this because I have so much more that I need to talk yes. to you about. Yeah, we definitely. And I, I love you so 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 much. I love you and too. Just know that you are supported and loved by me and all the time. I say exactly exactly as you are, ticks and all. I don't care if you tell people that they're gay boys and to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I will always love you so 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 much. I love you too, and I hope the same goes. Uh, I hope you know the same goes for you, and that I will um, always support you as well. <laughs> and I always, I always. Um, <laughs> I always, uh, <laughs> I always keep an eye on on your stuff to make sure you're okay and things. So you know, I, I do know that. Okay, thank I you, love so, you much. so much. Love you too. I am. I will. This was so fun. Was I'm so glad fun. that we did it. Yay! Okay, bye, bye, Joey, bye, Lyra, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joey. I feel bad. I feel so bad for Joey. Joey's just sat there listening to me chat shit. Sorry, Joey. This podcast is partnered with Downcast Apparel, tattoo-inspired, eco-friendly clothing. They have a sale on right now and you can get pieces from as little as £1. I actually own some Downcast Apparel clothing myself, uh, as well as some badges, and I just can't recommend them enough. You can find them on Instagram at Downcast Apparel or on their website, www.downcastapparel.com. Downcast Apparel